Welcome to Code and Conduit, a legal podcast by Bloomberg Law, where we talk about tech, telecom, intellectual property, privacy, and cybersecurity. Last summer, self-driving car legislation sped through the House. Representative Bob Lada and his subcommittee within the House Energy and Commerce Committee moved a bill forward that would speed up the rollout of autonomous vehicles and also set regulations for the new technology. Since then, there's been a wait for the Senate to pass its own version of the bill. Now, a year later, there are even more eyes on the legislation as car companies around the world roll out new self-driving features and a handful of high-profile crashes have drawn public concern about safety. We recently sat down with Representative Lada in his office to talk about why he sees the need for Congress to get AV legislation through before the session ends this winter. He also shared his outlook on other bills he has moving ahead for connected devices and precision agriculture, and talked about his plans for making the rounds of county fairs in Ohio over the summer recess. I am so pleased to be here with Representative Lata of Ohio. We're going to be talking a little bit before the August break that's coming up in front of us. So I understand for break that you're going to be going back to Ohio and even uh, working at the county fair. It doesn't sound like too much of a break. Well, we have 14 counties in our district and I try to be at every county fair and my home county fair every year. I always uh, try to try to work at the pork stand. Because Wood County. Wood, the Wood County, uh, Wood county Fair. And uh, prior to that, my wife's family, uh, they farm in Williams County, which is about 45 miles away, and they were pork producers, and that's how I got introduced to working the pork stand, is working with them first before I started working my own county fair. So how many years have you been doing that? Uh, probably since about 1987, 88. Yeah, wow. But there was a little bit of uh, a short period of time uh, that they thought, oh, gee, I was in Congress, maybe they shouldn't call me, but I'm, I'm back on the list again. You're back on the list again. <laughs> <laughs> they can put you to work. I'm sure that won't be the only thing that you'll be doing uh, so over you, August. So I, I, I split a lot of frozen uh, pork patties or I work the grill. Okay. I was going to say what's your favorite dish that people should come order from you? Well, we at the Wood County Fair, it's just pork patties. Just pork patties. Okay. Pork patties. All right. Oh, well, that sounds great. Well, then, you know, you'll be out for a few weeks, but there's, you know, a really full calendar coming mm -hmm. in September once everyone gets back into D.C. And one of those um, items is autonomous vehicles. So now July 27th is the one-year anniversary of the House Energy and Commerce Committee passing, approving the legislation for autonomous vehicles and um, the Self-Drive Act. And we're here at that anniversary point. What do you think has changed in the landscape? What do you see uh, more need for this legislation at this point? And if so, why? Well, I think you're absolutely right. We, we have to get this done. Uh, I very rarely get to watch sports anymore, but uh, I did watch uh, some of the Stanley Cup because the two coaches came and played at Bowling Green State University, my hometown where I graduated from school. And uh, the, the, uh, the, I shouldn't say the coaches, but the uh, general managers. And uh, so I wanted to see how we were going to do. I couldn't lose because the one was on each team. Uh, but uh, when I was watching some of the commercials, you started seeing about you know, cars with automatic braking, staying within the lines. You're looking at level two vehicles out there on the road right now. Oh, that technology. And so you know, industry and technology is not waiting for Congress. Other countries 
and other you know, foreign makers, they're not waiting for us. They're moving forward. And so it's so important for us to move forward to get this done. And you're absolutely right. You know, we're coming up in the anniversary. When you look at a piece of legislation like this that was so technical, but the uh, subcommittee staff and committee staff told me we had over 300 meetings on this legislation. It was very inclusive. We had everybody involved. We wanted people at the table. And, you know, we wanted to work with the Democrats. We would listen to their suggestions. So, you know, when it came out of the subcommittee, when it came out of full committee, with the, you know, when you have a, uh, a unanimous vote coming out of, of committee with something this technical, and then when we got it on the House floor and voiced it, that was, I mean, I was shocked that we were able to do that. But I think it was, again, because the House did its work. We, wor we worked across the aisle. The we listened to people. It, yeah. We got the bill over the Senate. And so that's why it's so important, because now you also have states within the last year, Ohio being one. Introducing that, the that's, rules. That they're talking about. They want to get out there involved. We can't have 50 states in the District of Columbia with their own, what they want to do, because all of a sudden you have cars driving to the Michigan or, or the Indiana line, which is nearest to me, and shut off. So we want to make sure that we get this done, because again, uh, you know, unfortunately, because of highway deaths, we were increasing. We had over 37,000 in the last year. And when you look at 94% of the accidents are being caused right now, pretty much because of driver inattention that's there. So we want to make sure that the United States is leading on this. It's, you know, it's almost a, uh, when you look how much, it's over about $950 billion is what it generates here in this country. When you look at the jobs, but we want the United States to be at the lead. We, want to, we, we don't want to take somebody else's technology. So that's why we've got to get this done. Well, it looks like uh, there may be a path forward in the Senate for their AV start bill uh, as far as hitching right on the FAA bill, which we'll be finding out in the coming days. Uh, if that would happen, if the, this legislation passes at the Senate level, do you see the House picking up the Senate's version, or what compromises might you see coming in a committee? Well, and, and again, as you know, we, we saw the bill come out of, out of committee, but we have to see really now what's going to happen. But I really think that you're, we want to go to a conference because, again, I think that on our side, you know, we, we, we did extensive work over a very long period of time, and I would say that, you know, we'd want to work with the Senate now as we go forward. Now, another bill that you have moving that just got out of committee is the Smart IoT Act, mm -hmm. dealing with connected devices. There's been a lot of concern, consumer concern, uh, in the last several months, even years, uh, as it, they've been becoming more popular about the privacy and security of the, these devices. Why do you see that this bill, uh, which directs for a study of maybe how they could be regulated, um, how to uh, bolster investment, uh, how do you see this bill confronting some of those consumer concerns? Well, you know, when you look at uh, the Internet of Things, IoT, it's, it's, it's here. And the amazing thing about it is that, say, for me to be able to serve on the Energy and Commerce Committee, this is what I've always been able to say, when you sit up there and have, you have folks before you in committee, you're talking to them, that we're looking over the horizon five to ten years. And all of a sudden, when you look at the Internet of Things, uh, you know, we had a very good bipartisan working group with Peter Welch from Vermont. Uh, we held, I think it was six different uh, meetings here in Washington. I held a couple back, or two or three back in Ohio. And when you're thinking about everything from manufacturing to 
the financial, the agriculture, the vehicles. You go through all the different areas where the Internet of Things. And the other thing is, is that you know you got smart refrigerators. You got you know that can you know it's just watching uh, the, you know a commercial. Smart toothbrushes, hairbrushes. <laughs> so yeah, it, you know it's all these things are being interconnected. But it's really important that we know exactly where we're, where we're going, and that's why we want to work with the department to make sure that you know we, we work that they, they, they go out and look across the industry, what's happening, because Department when, of Commerce, the Department yeah. of Commerce, thank you, that when you think about what's happening out there, and the you know you're talking about uh, probably in a few years you're talking about 11 trillion dollars that's going to be out there that we want to make sure that we have the right rules, the right regulations, the right laws in the books. Everybody that we had come before us and in our working group, if you came from the Midwest, you came from the East Coast, the West Coast, whatever they were developing and working on, they all interestingly said the exact same thing. They said, we are not against regulations, but give us soft touch regulations so we can innovate and bring products to market. If all of a sudden we have the heavy hand of government out there the innovation is going to stop. I've been fortunate when I've been able to go to like Silicon Valley or other areas where, the, where people are out there innovating. You know, when you go into these uh, small shops, you might have six, eight, ten people yeah, working. Yeah. Nobody's wearing a tie. No, and, nope. the, and the other thing about it is this you don't ever see in the corner they're, you know, the, the person who's working, uh, who's their attorney, or no. somebody out there who's, wor on the, who's working on the regulatory side of things. No, they're innovating. They want to bring things to market. But again, they, they said, we're not against that. We're not against regulations, but just don't bring that heavy hand of government down on top of us. So it was interesting. Almost, I think it was everybody that came in almost said the exact same thing. Just give us soft touch. We'll, we will work from it. We want to innovate. But at the same time, we want to make sure on the, on the government side, when you have all of these things out there, all the interconnections out there, and what's happening, that we want to say that, you know what, again, the United States wants to lead. So let's have the things that we need on the books that can help, not hinder. And that's, you know, Ronald Reagan once said, you know, the, the scariest words in the English language is, we're, we're from the government, we're here to help. We're here to help. So, but what we want to really, truly want to make sure of in this case is that we're, we're innovating. And again, when I, when I, we've, we've had uh, like uh, showcases here at the Rayburn building yes. for, for the members to bring people in yes. from their states to show. I always ask people, how did you come up with this? How did you come up with this idea? I, I couldn't have thought of this in a million years. But, you know, these are the folks out there that are on that cutting edge and they're saying, and to bring that product to market. And that's the main thing. It doesn't do you any good if you don't get it to market. Got to make it work first, yeah, yep. before you can start. Yep. They're thinking of making it work before they can start thinking, Absolutely. Okay, how does this fit into the regulatory yep. and, and we're going to see so much, everything's going to be connected now. You know, you're exercising, you're everything. You know, going to the, you know, uh, when you, we, we had uh, some folks coming in you know, on, the, on the medical side. You know, you know how you, every, you know you can use your cell phone to do certain medical tests on yourself in the very near future. Almost in some cases, they're there today. That then that can be transmitted. So all of, again, this is this is where the future is, and I want to make sure that it's here in this country that we're doing it. And people say, and plus this is where they want to then put their companies to do that innovation. To do that innovation as well. Well, what do you see then for that uh, bill in particular? the next steps being uh, companion legislation in the Senate or movement to the floor? Well, you know, we, again, we want to work with our friends over in the Senate because, again, this is, this is the cutting edge. And so, you know, we want to we, we reach across that over there and say, we, here, here's what we have. 
we, we'd love to get this get this done because again, we can't leave things languish. We can't leave leave like the autonomous vehicle legislation because if we don't get it done in this Congress, can we get it done next Congress? And all of a sudden you're four years behind and not where you're supposed to be. So that's why it's important that we keep moving forward. And and, and you know I'm glad to see that uh, they're going to be in working the uh, the month of August. You know we have over 600 bills that we passed here in the House. We've been you know we've been taking bills out and moving them over and you know but we, we just need them to really pick some of these things up and run with them because again this is the future this is where we're going to be going and you know from you know I, I have 60,000 manufacturing jobs in my district going through some of the yes, manufacturing plants today even small ones and how they're utilizing the Internet of Things and is fascinating. And absolutely. And excuse us, we are sitting here in Representative Lata's office, so the sounds that our listeners might be hearing are the, the sounds of the buzzers of Rayburn. So that's what that noise is. Um, well, great. Then also that you've had on the floor talking about moving bills forward um, and getting them out of the House is the Precision Agriculture Bill. Uh, so using the same technology principles of connected devices, sensors uh, for pesticides, for water, for GPS, um, to make sure that you can self-drive your tractor. Right. This is uh, just past the house. Um, it's also moving uh, as part of the farm bill. So what are your, what's your confidence level here to get this passed? Well, I'm, you know, it's, it's, we were fortunate. We were able to get the bill passed independently as a standalone and also with the, in the farm bill. But again, when you're looking at precision agriculture, it does a lot of things because, again, it's, it's with the Federal Communications, the FCC, and also with the U.S. Department of Agriculture, them working together, working with farmers and ranchers and outside with the, the, the groups that are associated with it. Why is it important? Well, it's going to help farmers be more productive. It's going to help farmers save money. For instance, uh, again, my wife grew up on a farm in Williams County. They've been on the same family farm for 185 years. My mom's family. Uh, they came over from one side uh, from Germany, the other from France in the 1840s, and they were farmers. Uh, when my mom was a kid, my grandfather was still farming with a team of horses. And one of the things about it is, is that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough work. And, you know, with agriculture, you know, if you don't get enough rain, you don't uh, have, uh, you know, the right conditions, you're losing money. But in this case, if you have precision agriculture, and you can be out. I was at I, I was at one place, and they asked me if I wanted to run the tractor. I said absolutely. So I got in, and what, the field had already been plotted out. So the tractor, as it went across, because of GPS and everything, all the connections, it was able to put in a furrow, and it was putting the fertilizer in a furrow in the fall. So in the spring, when the tractor, when they came back out to plant they were able to put the corn within one inch of that furrow. There was no runoff because, again, it was in the ground already. You didn't have any surface runoff from fertilizer. And the other thing is, is that when I got to the end of the, the, the field and looked back, my grandfather had been so proud of me because that line was perfect. And the reason it was perfect, <laughs> I never touched the steering wheel. My grandfather, farmers too, they would have, I would have felt that pride yeah. too. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, you know, you, you, when you look at what you can do, and, it, and again, it'll be, you know, uh, for production purposes, for making sure that, uh, you know, they can be as uh, productive as possible. On the environmental side, you're not, you're not going to be putting on as, uh, the fertil, you know, fertilizer when you don't need it. You know, it'll, it'll put it down when it needs it, doesn't need it, it's going to keep going. Uh, the other thing is, especially in our rural areas, we have folks that want to you know, have small businesses or even a larger business, but they say we can't do it because 
there's nothing out there. So we want to make sure we get our agricultural areas out there. We want to make sure we have good maps that are out there. And so again, working with the FCC and the USDA to make sure we get that, because again, that'll help everything. Because you know, today in Ohio, less than 1% of people are farmers. Mm-hmm. Nationally, it's just about under two percent. Yeah. So we have a we have a small group that does great things for the rest of us, but I want to make sure that we can help them even be more productive. I'm wondering, you know, that we've seen a lot of pressure on farmers this summer with all the news of the tariffs. I'm wondering if you're hearing more enthusiasm for efforts like this with this bill. Well, you know, when I've talked with our my farm groups and when I've been back home, and again, I've, I I have a very unique district. I have 60,000 manufacturing Vectures, jobs, uh-huh. and I have the largest farm income producing district in the yes. state of Ohio. So, you know, we, we've got to be productive. And so when I've been out and I've taught, had uh, uh, been different meetings with uh, different farm organizations, you know, it comes up is how this can be helpful in the future. Well, thank you so much for sharing your perspective. We no, wish thanks you very much. I wish we could uh, stop by your booth out at the Wood County Fair. Well, uh, I tell you what, you, you come by next week and I'll make sure I get you one. Oh, that sounds great. It's usually about a 45 minute wait in the line. Oh, great. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Representative. Thanks Biden. very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Bloomberg Law's Code and Conduit. For more on this story or for the other topics that we cover, visit us at www.bna.com and sign up for a free trial. Or check out all of our podcasts at Code and Conduit's SoundCloud page. This episode was produced by me, Michaela Ross. You can follow me on Twitter at the handle Michaela Ross A.